Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I remember when I was a young man. About 17 years old, I went to be called Rose Garden in Thailand. It's a very famous garden in my generation, and I was taking a picture with an elephant. I was standing next to elephant, and after the picture came out, Pastor Das' friend, who was in the high school at that time, said that the elephant looked. More handsome than your boyfriend. Their comments were true, because before I became a Christian, I looked very sad, very negative. I have no glory on my body, no glory on my face. I was very pessimistic, very sad person, always negative. I never smile, never laugh. I always look sad. Thank God, after I came to know Jesus, the Holy Spirit came into my life. I began to have a little bit of more joy, smile more. But the breakthrough that happened in my life was in 1997, when I and Pastor Da took my mom to Portland, Oregon, to get healed from cancer. There was a revival service there. We could not understand the picture very well because he was speaking with the South African accent. And I could not understand what he's talking about. The only thing I know is that if he called for laying on of hand, I would take my mom and I would run out there. Actually, he called my mom out and lay hand on her. I remember when I ran out to the front, I was the third person. The first person is, I believe, American evangelist. Second is Da, and third one is me on the line. I was the front line. I ran so fast from the back of the room. Even American minister who had longer legs than me could not compete with me. I was in the front right away. And when the evangelist touched my head, I fell to the ground and I began to laugh like crazy. I laughed and laughed and laughed for half an hour. My wife sat up and looked at me, my husband. Something wrong with my husband. And since that day, I was totally changed. My faith rose up, increases right away. And I began to understand what the scriptures say. In Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, one of the fruit is joy. Christians who are filled with the Holy Spirit will laugh easily, will have a joyful face, will have a joyful heart. The Bible say in the book of Psalm 127, I'm trying to educate you. 
because many of you don't understand why all these people were laughing. Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. We just like amazing. We got set free from captivity, like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, when the nations saw us, wow, these people get set free from hell, from demon, from sin. We were so full of joy and laughter. The Lord, and we proclaim, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. If you understand the salvation you have, you will not be sad any longer. You will be glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams of the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed of sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. My dear brother and sister, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of righteousness, holiness, and joy. When my mom passed away, she was Christian only six months before she passed away. At the day she passed away, on that day, one of our young teenagers in our church had a dream. She saw my mom in heaven, very young, looked like a 20-year-old woman. She was passing away at 20, 76 years old. And this young lady, this young teenager saw my mom in the dream. Young woman laughing and dancing and singing in heaven. And I understand now in heaven, there is no tear. There is no sadness at all. If you are not getting used to this laughter, you're going to be shocked when you go to heaven. Because the Bible says in the book of Psalm, my God laughs on the throne. When God see the problem on earth, He did not cry and say, I cannot help, I cannot help. He just laughed. Ha, ha, ha. It's a piece of cake. It's a piece of cake. Because he is a God of faith, any big problem is a piece of cake. Like that. It's gone. That's why he could laugh all the time on the throne. Our God is not a sad God. He's a joyful God. Sometimes we watch American movie about Jesus. And you saw Jesus walk around with a religious face, with beard on the face. Like this. When I watch all those movies, I don't think Jesus is that way. I believe that when Jesus was walking on earth 2,000 years ago, he was smiling, laughing, full of mercy and compassion. He's so full of glory of God. He's not walking around like a religious priest that looked very mean and very religious. No, he was joyful. That's why children came to him. Believe me, if he was a very mean religious guy with long face, the children will run away from him. But the reason the children all ran to him because he was joyful, he's laughing. My dear brother and sister, let me ask this question. 
Do you like to hang around with people who always negative, have a long face, and very mad and upset all the time? How many people like to be those people? How many people would like to be around people who smile and happy and laughing all the time? Amen. You know, in my office, one of the reasons my patients like me, because everyone who walk into my office eventually end up laughing. And my secretary outside heard through the door, you have a good time. They came in with pain. But after they sat with me for a while, they laughed. Because I was so full of joy. I always talk fun and be positive. And my patient like, oh wow, I like this doctor. He's not arrogant. He's not so full of sadness and so negative thing. He always have faith and think in a positive way. Laughter is a manifestation of great faith. When you see problem and you can laugh against it, it means I have faith. This is a piece of cake. Amen? Not only that, from the medical point of view, they have a research that put people there and make people have be called Tommy laughter. Laugh, laugh, laugh. And they check the blood. After all these patients laugh, they draw blood and check growth hormone, adrenaline, check many things. And they find out that when people laugh, the immunity in the body increase. Number two, growth hormone increase. So in conclusion, when you live a joyful life and laugh all the time, you are healthier than normal because your immune system get boost up. Two, you're going to look younger. Because the youth hormone come out and you look younger than age. You will not get old easily. You always look younger than age. You don't lose your hair easily. Your hair doesn't go gray easily. You don't have wrinkles easily. You look young all the time. Laughter. The Bible says laughter is a medicine. Better than taking Tylenol, taking Percocet, and Amitriptyline. My dear brother and sister, millions of people in the world are attacked by sadness and depression. That's why amitriptyline, nortriptyline, trazodone are so, so much millions of tablets a day. Because people in the society are so sad. My dear brother and sister, if you go to church and people look sad, you bring your friend to church and people look sad, I don't think they want to go back. They'd rather go to the nightclub. They'd rather go to the movie theater and have fun and laugh with the movie. Why come to church and look at all the people like, I love God. I'm sick. I'm poor. Ugh. Christianity is, Ugh. No. Christians have fun. God set me free from debt. God give me money. God heal me. God bless me. God give me super abundant life. Ha ha ha. Ho ho ho. Ah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> One of the trademark of Christianity is not only love but joy. The church that is full of the Holy Spirit is a church of joy. Amen? And the non-believers, 
don't want to join a sad church. They want to be a part of the joyful community, loving community. Amen. So I finish explaining. I've done my job because a lot of people I noticed a while ago. Look, what's going on here? Why they're laughing? Because you don't know the scripture. You don't understand the benefit of laughter. In fact, we should raise our experience to the level of the scripture. Amen. We should not water down the scripture. If the scripture say joy, pray to God. God, I need joy. Amen. I remember one time when a great preacher came to the city. Now he passed away, and I understand about the Holy Spirit is like a living water. It's like a new wine. So I understand that in order to receive the Holy Spirit, I need to open the mouth of my heart and I begin to. Draw like this. So I look at the scripture, and then I read the book of Acts, chapter two. Those 120 disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they look like a drunk people. The Bible say, "Wow, they get drunk at 9 a.m. Usually, people get drunk at midnight or 11 p.m. Why these people get drunk at 9 a.m. to noon? This is something weird." So all the city in Jerusalem was. Astonished. Oh, this believer, 120 people got drunk. So I know that there must be some kind of drunk in the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is compared to new wine. So that day when that minister came in, he was moving in the Spirit too. At the end of his life, about 80-something years old, he began to move in the file of God. Before that, he did not. So he began to move in the file of God at old age. And he came to Seattle. I was sitting on the right side of the sanctuary because the sanctuary have about 1,000 people, 1,000 seats. I say, God, please bring him here to lay hand on me because he not lie up people. He just walk here and there and wave his hand like this and people get drunk, get touched. He was so anointed. So when he came out from the preaching, he walked down and he walked to my, my seat, the second row. Then he walked away. From me. I said, God, this is not fair. He walked away from me. He walked toward me and then he turned around and walked to the, the other side of the sanctuary. And I said, God, I'm so hungry. I'm thirsty for the things of God. And God started to say, pull out your spiritual straw. Even though he was about 10 feet away from you, he has the anointing. He has the river of water in him. He was so anointed. So I began to imagine myself, I pulled out my spiritual straw. And I began to, I look at him and I don't make my position this way. I just, like this. Suddenly, within three seconds, the Holy Spirit hit me at my chair. He didn't even lay hand on me, but I was so thirsty and hungry for God. The Holy Spirit hit me. I fell to under the chair and suddenly I got drunk in the Holy Spirit. I was drunk one time in my life at 18 years old when I graduated from high school. And I want to celebrate with my friend before we went to university. I did not tell Pastor Dad that I went to that party. All the male friends, no, no woman. 
because my school have only male, no female. It's a Catholic school that separate male and female. So I went and I drink alcohol a little bit that day, but I got drunk. So I understand how to be drunk by alcohol very well. One time in my life and no more. I was not a Christian yet. When the Holy Spirit hit me, I got drunk and it looked the same way as when I got drunk by alcohol. But the difference is that when I got drunk by alcohol, I feel nauseated. I feel terrible. I just feel sick and I could not sleep that night. But that day is so awesome. I feel so much joy, peace. The presence of God is on all of my body. I was drunk to the point that everybody left the church, that the janitor came out, started to sweep the floor, but I was still drunk there. Everyone left, and my wife and my kid looked at me and said, wow, how are we going to get my dad home here? They hold my arm like this on both sides. While I was walking out, I mean, they, they have to hold me because I cannot walk. And all the way to the car, I was still drunk. And in the car, I was still drunk. I went back home. I could not even walk up to my bedroom. I had to crawl because I was still drunk in the Holy Spirit at home. I was drunk for maybe at least two hours. So I know the experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit and being drunk in the Holy Spirit. And it's so wonderful to be filled, that your whole body get marinated by the presence of God. That instead of alcohol molecule come into your body and get into your brain, is the presence of the Holy Spirit soak into you, fill your being, and change you, and marinate you. It's so wonderful to have that experience. Brother and sister, it's up to you how hungry you are. For me, I want more. I want to draw from heaven more. I want to experience everything what the Bible says here. I don't want to water down the scripture. Everything the Bible says, I want to experience it. Amen? Hallelujah. The joy and the laughter of God or the joy of the Holy Spirit is real. These people are not pretending. Actually, for me to pretend to laugh is a joke because when I went to the meeting, everyone knows I'm a neurosurgeon. I have prestige as a neurosurgeon. To laugh in front of people, to get drunk and have tears come out and saliva come out, it looked very, what you call, undignified in front of people. When I got drunk, my eyes swollen, the tears come out, uh, if you're a woman, your hairstyle will be gone. So, no one going to pretend to do that in the human thought because you're going to look undignified. Amen? Hallelujah. Woman, do you like to have a husband who smile and laugh all the time? You like to have the husband who walk in and hey, cook for me. Husband, men, you like to marry a woman who always smiling, sweet, happy? Or you like to be around a woman that looks like tiger? Which one? So get your wife filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the laughter. Get your husband filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? 
ฮาฮาฮาฮาเลลูยา Thank you Jesus We are compared to the eagle Is that right We are compared to an eagle An eagle mount up the wing and wait for the wind to come and when the wind comes he will jump out and soar in the wind the eagle doesn't have to use a lot of energy like this and they fly so high in the sky even above the storm of the earth higher than even the mountain the eagle is the Only kind of bird that can fly so high, higher than mountain, and we are the eagle, spiritual eagle. And when the wind comes, the eagle have two choices: put the wing down and watch, and just stand there, or the eagle can put up the wing and start to jump out and flow with the wind and enjoy the scenery and look for the food. My dear brother, sister, how we walk with God is the same way. Okay, it's the same way. When you feel a little bit of tickling, the wind comes tickle you to feel a little bit of joy. You have two choices: you just sit there and <clears throat> I am tired. I'm not going to lose my dignity. I'm a man. If I laugh, I will not look strong. You just sit there. You put the wing down. The Lord try to tickle you to have joy, and you. Or you forget about being a Thai, being a Chinese, because usually Chinese men and Chi- I'm Chinese. Chinese men and Thai men like to look like a little bit. I don't want to look undignified, but when the Holy Spirit start to touch your heart a little bit to have joy, you have two choices: quench him or flow with him. And how to flow with him is to cooperate. He tickle you a little bit, and you just join in and start to ha ha ha, and then he will come even more, and you laugh even more. So it's like a We call co-labor. He come in to do something, and you join in and flow together. That's how you walk with the Holy Spirit. The Bible compare the Holy Spirit to the rivers, to the water. And again, the Bible talk in Ezekiel chapter forty-seven. Your own choice. You're gonna go into the water just ankle deep. Ooh, cold or hot, or you're gonna walk a little bit deeper. I understand this feeling because I go to Hawaii twice a year, and when I walk into the Waikiki Beach, it's cold at the beginning at the ankle, and I have two choices: back off because it's cold because my body is still warm from the sun. So I can go in and oh, cold! I back off, or I say, "I'm here only seven days. I want to see the fish. I want to snorkel. I want to see the things under the sea. I have to 
make decision jump in and start to see the coral and the fish under I was cold at the beginning but after a few minutes my body temperature get used to the temperature of the water and become warm again who jump into the water me Who made decision after you go into the water and go deep and say, "Okay, I bite the bullet. I'm gonna jump in." Who? You. God created the water for you, but you need to be the one who jump in. He will never push you in. You need to go in yourself. You see the picture of an eagle. Cooperate, fly with the wind. You see the picture of the person who either ankle deep. Knee deep, waist deep, or the whole body, and swim in the rivers of the Holy Spirit. It's all up to you. But the Bible compare. Now I'm speaking prophetic here, not in the paper. The Bible compare like this. One scripture in the Bible, he say, "If the earthly father give you good things, will not give you scorpion." And will not give you any bad things when you ask the earthly father. He will give you good things. The same thing, the Father in heaven will give the good things to you. Is that right? One scripture said that. But in another part of the four gospel, it specifically say in Luke chapter 11, verse 13. Now let me read it to you. Luke 11:13. I want to educate you to understand why all this thing happening. If you then verse 13, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? God compare the Holy Spirit to the good things when you are filled, touch. Marinated by the Holy Spirit, bad things or good things shall happen. Good things. He can restore your marriage. He can restore your health. He can guide you and show you. He can lead you to the new job, get a promotion. He can give you strength. Maybe your ancestor all lose their hair. You don't lose hair. Maybe your ancestor die. Everyone die at 70 years old. The Holy Spirit come in and breathe life, and you live until 120 years old. Maybe you have a cancer in your lung and you don't even know because you haven't have a checkup, a nidus, a small cancer here. When the Holy Spirit touch you, the cancer disappear. He is a good thing. I noticed the Bible talk, talk about two good things. Number one, the Holy Spirit. Number two, the wife. Those who get the wife get the good things. All oh, the men say amen. I don't see people rat say amen. <laughs> Husband, turn to your wife and say, "You are the good thing." You are the good thing. <laughs> Amen. 
The Holy Spirit is a spiritual good thing in your life. Amen. He is your helper. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know that all of this, what I say here, is not taught in the church that much. That's why some old believers sitting here, what are you talking about? It's in the Bible. Amen? How much of the Bible you want? 1%? 2%? 5%? How many percent of what God says? Is this our, the book that He gives to us? Is it for us? Should we get everything here? Yes. Everything mentioned in the Bible? We should experience. We should have it. So, the reason I explain all of these things is to let you know that this is not the church tradition. This is not a religious thing. It's in the Bible. And there is a purpose for that. And God mentioned everything in the Bible. And we should join Him instead of going against Him. Join His way. Join the way He is. And you shall be blessed. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com.
Give me love. 